98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Maya Kerwin. The top stories. The organiser of, Sun- organizer of Sunday's anti-extradition march warned that turnout could hit half a million. Anti-extradition banners unfurl across the city and Nordic chambers of commerce reject the bill and police investigate an apparent bomb-throwing incident in Wan Chai. The organisers of Sunday's demonstration against extradition legislation say it believes the turnout could reach 500,000. That would be comparable to the huge July 1st rally in 2003 in which an estimated half a million protesters voiced their anger over the controversial national security law. Candice Wong reports. Jimmy Sham, the convener of Civil Human Rights Front, says public feeling is running high against the extradition legislation, which, if enacted, would allow people to be extradited to the mainland, Macau and Taiwan. Mr. Sham says he expects this sentiment to translate into a high turnout on Sunday. However, he stressed that he didn't know of anyone planning to escalate their action during or after the rally and said he expects protest to be peaceful. There's no no sign of opposition to the bill dying down and the leak of Social Democrats says it was responsible for hanging a huge Lion Rock banner in English and Chinese. The English inscription on the banner reads, No extradition to China. Lion Rock has been a popular site for banners since the 2014 Occupy movement. Banners opposing the extradition law changes have also unfurled in several university campuses this morning. In a statement, the Students' Union of six government-funded universities say they've hung up black banners denouncing the government's extradition bill on their campus buildings. The six are Hong Kong University, Chinese University, Polytechnic University, City University, Baptist University and the Education University. Four chambers representing businesses from the Nordic region have spoken out against the government's extradition law bill, saying it's been fast-tracked in LegCo without thorough consultation. In a joint statement, the Danish, Finnish, Norwegian and Swedish chambers of commerce in Hong Kong called for more time to consider the bill. Police are investigating an incident in which they say a man threw a petrol bomb at a police car at three o'clock this morning. Officers say a man threw the device at a car when he drove past the police headquarters in Wan Chai. Police say the man was holding a bomb that had been ignited and threw it at the car when they questioned him. He then drove away. No one was hurt and police are investigating. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow says he's worried that future debate on gay rights in the SAR centre will centre on whether gay couples can adopt children. Speaking a day after the city's top court ruled in favour of a gay couple in a landmark rights case, he says he respects the court's judgment but is worried about traditional family values. The pro-government lawmaker cited as an example the possibility that gay couples could mount judicial challenges over the right to adopt children in Hong Kong. According to the principle of this judgment, they should be entitled to benefits and adoption of child, adoption of children. Would we define it as a benefit or, or it could be sort of a right of the married couple? I would be concerned that in the future, if uh, local people, local same-sex couple travel to somewhere else, get married and come back and ask for the rights of adopting children, if that right is being denied, 
uh, there will be some sort of legal challenge again. That would actually cause a very huge impact upon the uh, traditional family systems of Hong Kong. The head of the New York Police Department has apologised for a notorious raid 50 years ago on a gay bar. In June 1969, New York police raided the Stonewall Inn to enforce laws that made it illegal to serve alcohol to known homosexuals, triggering days of rioting. Here's the BBC's Nick Bryant. The Stonewall uprising became the crucible moment of the modern-day LGBT rights movement. With the 50th anniversary approaching, the NYPD had been under pressure to deliver a formal apology, and it finally came from the police commissioner, James P. O'Neill. What happened should not have happened. The actions taken by the NYPD were wrong, plain and simple. The actions and the laws were discriminatory and oppressive, and for that... I apologize. The Stonewall Inn is now a national monument, and later this month will be the focal point of anniversary commemorations. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past one. The World Health Organization has warned that humanity is entering a new phase where large outbreaks of deadly diseases like Ebola are becoming normal. The World Health Organization said greater effort is needed to be made to prepare for deadly epidemics like Ebola, cholera and yellow fever. Here's the BBC's James Gallagher. The Democratic Republic of Congo is dealing with the second largest outbreak of Ebola in history. It comes just three years after the largest ever ended in West Africa. So why are recent outbreaks so big? Dr Michael Ryan, the WHO's Executive Director of Health Emergencies, said climate change, emerging diseases, exploitation of the rainforests, large and highly mobile populations, weak governments and conflict were making outbreaks more likely to occur and more likely to swell in size once they did. Mexico has deployed 6,000 members of the National Guard along its border with Guatemala to try to contain an influx of migrants from Central America trying to get to the United States. The announcement was made by the Mexican Foreign Minister, Marcelo Ebrand, who is in Washington trying to stop the U.S. from placing trade tariffs on Mexican goods over illegal immigration. President Trump has threatened to impose 5% tariffs on Monday football and England's long wait for a trophy since 1996 goes on after the Netherlands set up a Nations League final meeting with Portugal on Sunday with a 3-1 win after extra time. Gareth Southgate's men were attempting to build on the success of reaching a first World Cup semi-final for 28 years but England's performance show they have a long way to go as the BBC's John Murray reports. Just like last July in their World Cup semi-final in Moscow, England led 1-0 at half-time, a Marcus Rashford penalty after an error by De Ligt. Not the last defensive mistake of the night, though. Sancho wasted a very good chance to double the lead. That was a big moment. De Ligt made up for his laps by heading the equaliser. England thought they were back in front when Lingard converted a flowing move, but VAR ruled it out for offside. And England royally shot themselves in the foot in extra time. A Stones mistake saw the Dutch take the lead through Walker's own goal, and Stones and Barkley were at fault as Promise scored the Dutch third to finish England off. Tennis and Novak Djokovic has reached the ninth Roland Garros semi-final, sweeping past Alexander Zverev to keep his bid to become just the second man to hold all four slam titles at the same time, twice. 
Top seed and world number one Djokovic won 7-5-6-2-6-2 and will face Austrian fourth seed Dominic Thiem in what will be his 35th Grand Slam semi-final. There was a big shock in the women's tennis as American teenager Amanda Anisimova stunned defending champion Simona Halep. Here's the BBC's Imran Sadat. After a number of high-profile exits in the women's draw, Simona Halep was the big favourite to defend her title in Paris. Nobody expected Amanda Anisimova to be here. She was unseeded in the tournament, but the 17-year-old looked nervous as she took the opening set in just 28 minutes. The American was flying, and an early break at the start of the second helped put her on her way to causing another upset. Halep has been in three finals at this event, though and the defending champion was in no mood to give up her title without a fight as she roared back to level the set. Despite the pressure, Anisimova broke again and sealed her place in the semi-finals, all without dropping a single set in the entire tournament. Anisimova will meet Australian 8th seed Ashley Barty in the semi-final after Barty saw off 14th seed Madison Keys 6-3-7-5 to become the first-time Grand Slam semi-finalist. Amanda Anisimova says the results of her match has yet to fully sink in. I mean, it's crazy. I, I really can't believe the result today. And to getting the opportunity to play against Simona, I mean, that's amazing. But how it ended is even crazier to me. To end the news, the top stories once again. The organiser of Sunday's anti-extradition march warns that turnout could hit half a million. Anti-extradition banners unfurl across the city and Nordic chambers of commerce reject the bill. Police investigate an apparent bomb-throwing incident in Wan Chai. And Holden Chow says he's worried that yesterday's landmark gay rights judgment may hurt traditional family values. And that's the news from RTHK. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. is kicking off another hour of the greatest hits of music on RTHK Radio 3. It's the greatest hits of music. So it's music and dragon boats. Fruit L2. I'm feeling sexy and free. 